Bitches is press. <laughs> they are press. We gonna get into it. Yes, we are. But in the meantime, I want to thank everybody who is currently listening to us. Um, this is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Please remember being queer is African. Um, we are going to get into the mental health check-in. <laughs> Before we get to the, the TikTok drama, because you know how we like to tussle. Um, first and foremost, Aaron, how you doing, boo? I feel, well, I was kind of feeling like, eh, whatever. But now it's like I feel good because I'm getting my point across to so many people. And even if that means using the haters to get my point across. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel kind of cute. Like, bitch, like, you know, I'm here living, breathing, whatever. Still waiting for uh, an asteroid. I will continue to say that every episode. But, you know, I'm still here. Listen, with the way we're going to be living, maybe they could take the asteroid and give it a second. You feel me? Like, maybe we could, <laughs> with the way that things could be, we're not going to get into it. But, child, I feel like we're about to start living real good. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, okay, mental health check. And I always try to skip myself and Aaron be you like, what about you, bitch? skip yourself. I'm not going <laughs> to forget about you, bitch. <laughs> So I'm just going to call myself out anyways before uh, Aaron does it, you know what I'm saying? Um, Mentally, I am okay. I feel like because I am trying to make plans towards something, I am... I feel like one of the things that I'm really doing is making steps to making my dreams come true. Like uh, recently I did something really cool. I did a voiceover for Tony's new book that's coming out, uh, Gospel of Levi. That was so freaking exciting and I absolutely love doing it. So it's always nice when you're able to do stuff like that because it is so fucked up in real life, you feel me? So I feel like I'm just saying that to say, do what you really want to be doing. I promise you it'll make being on this fucking godforsaken rock a little bit easier to swallow. That's all. That's Period. my next subject. Look at you, like, going places, like, you are like, narrating shit. You do have a good narrating <laughs> voice, because I'm too ghetto and black. I'd be like, girl, okay, so I'm going to read you this damn book, and that's just <laughs> it. Yo, these cunts come in and hard, boy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous up in here. Uh, is that a witch? No, let me stop. But no. Uh, I'm weak. But... <laughs> I'm done. But um, we are going to get directly into the drama, which of course actually ties into our first topic. So I'm going to let Aaron take it away. And please, um, Aaron, make sure to give the handle of your TikTok in case they want to see the drama for themselves. I appreciate you. Yes. Um... 
if you guys don't know, I am on TikTok, uh, thanks to Sydney, because at first I wasn't going to be on that stupid ass shit. And then I started to get on there and make videos, and I did not think I would go viral like I am now. Um, you will pretty much find content on my TikTok, just like I talk about on here. Um, all things intersectional when it comes to blackness and queerness. Um, and, it- and I feel like the whole, I feel like the entire theme, to be honest, of this episode for tonight is going to be centered around accountability just period, and just being okay with holding people accountable, even if they have the same beliefs as you, and even if they look like you, straight black men. But anyways, I made a video. (laughs) I made a video um, talking about basically calling out straight black men and how when it comes to black queer people, black trans people, black women, we all seem to come together, but it seems like the common denominator that we are facing is straight black men. And that video is still going viral as we speak and people are still leaving comments most of the comments are good agreeing with what the fuck i said but of course the only comments that are mad are straight black men so they continue to prove my point yet again now when it comes to the black community and accountability there's an issue for some reason it's okay to hold everything else accountable but when it comes to me experience like talking about my experiences as a black queer person to a straight black person and say, hey, y'all are putting us through this shit. Now, all of a sudden, y'all want to say that I'm using tools of white supremacy. No, bitch. I'm calling you out and I'm holding you accountable so that we can all move forward as black people. You want to say that we're black first, right? So you need to listen to what the fuck I'm saying. And just so you know, their, um, their TikTok is underscore Aaron 205. Underscore Aaron 205. Thank you. Period. <laughs> you can put yours in there too. Um, it, uh, Bruhita said Noir. Uh, listen, you see, I ain't doing as much stuff right now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't found my viral moment yet. But it's okay. We actually are open about the jealousy that I have of Aaron right now. We work through it together. Uh, so. <laughs> But I will tell you this, one of the things that I can say is I am so proud of Aaron. The reason why I pushed them so hard to get on TikTok, not just because I knew they were going to shake tables in this motherfucker, but mostly, but a lot also because there are so many black queer people that need black effeminate voices to let them know that they're able to live their life and to please tell straight men of every race to suck a dick. So just, just, just want to put that out there. Period. And we're going to continue to do so with another thing dealing with this Kanye situation once again. And we even have pick Misha's and I'm about to play the clip, but it's why is it, why are y'all so scared to call out the patterns that you see? You call out all the other patterns, but when it's black men doing harm to other black people, such as a Kanye West, such as a Kunifa Owens, Candace, whatever her name is this week, when it Mm. comes to those fucked up people, all of a sudden, you want to say that, oh, we're just quick to tear down black people and y'all trying to divide the black community. No, bitch, it's y'all. How do you not see that? So, I just want to say, the person that we're about to play, the woman's voice that you hear, I actually really like a lot of her content. I actually found myself really disappointed to hear her take on Kanye West, but I need to talk to black women black straight women especially i need you to put down the cape i need you to put down the fucking cape 
You cannot lead these niggas over troubled waters. I need you to stop. I really need you to stop because these are the same black men who will turn around and be like, I can only be with you through high school and college. I've just made pro ball. You too dark for me to go ahead and get married to. Uh, like, I don't, I, I'm not about to play games with you. I need you to understand something. A lot of these black men that you are defending, in fact, the same black man, Kanye West, that you were defending, don't even like you. Doesn't pay a bill. Tell me why you are dick riding for him so fucking much. He doesn't even like you. That's it. Never mind. Go ahead. That's all. I just wanted to say that. Period. Here's the clip. explain to you why i find it quite interesting that in this video and in his apology video you all use words like death foot on his neck lynching and enslavement to describe what is actually just accountability i would argue that this is actually a part of a larger issue from when black boys are children and they're basically treated as though they can do no wrong specifically by their caregivers a lot of times by mothers comparatively to black women who are told at a very young age that they're responsible for the things that happen to them those same black boys grow up to be black men and want to operate in the world in the same way that white men operate for a lack of better words massa I would go as far as to say that the damage that he has slash is continuing to cause to the black community is arguably more dangerous than what is happening to him as we speak. You don't get to disregard the plight of the black community and then explain it away by saying that your words are being misrepresented, specifically when you said targeted things to antagonize the same community that you hope to gain support from. And while we're making progress and gaining traction to bring awareness to the issues that the black community face, him on his very large platform is sitting around and undoing all of the work that people are doing to move the needle forward. And I want to add to that, that he's doing it on purpose. And the only reason that he wants us to feel bad now is because white people had to step in and hold him accountable. Let me say that again, because white people had to step in and hold him accountable. When he was getting backlash from black leaders in the black community, he intentionally did not apologize. But now that it's impacting his pocket, he all of a sudden realizes the damage that he's doing to the black community? And how disrespectful to the family of George Floyd and our ancestors who were enslaved to compare what he's going through to what they went through. And no one's celebrating what's happening to him. We're saying that's what you get because it's called accountability. And he needs to learn that. Period. Thank you, beautiful black man, for telling the truth and holding other black men accountable. That's an example, guys. 
take note. Um, one of the things that I want to say about the Kanye West situation is I don't want anybody to look at the companies that have dropped him, Adidas, whoever is dropping him right now. I need you to remember they had no problem covering him in the blood of holy Jesus while he was saying shit like slavery is a choice, um, while he was going ahead and basically sucking off Donald Trump. When he when, when all of these things were happening, none of these companies were saying, no, you can't do this here. Um, I need to introduce a new concept, and it's not a new concept at all. It's actually a very old concept, but it may be new to some people. We need to learn how to divest. We need to learn to really take our support away from certain companies and certain things. It's going to have to be something that we do. Now, um, I need people to understand that when it comes to cheap clothes and so on and so forth, I understand you buy it where you can buy it. This is what your pocket says. But we're talking about Adidas. That's not cheap shit. You don't need to buy expensive shit from racists. What are we doing? Because they had no, and remember, they didn't do it because they cared about Jewish people. They did it because their shares started to drop so ridiculously that they said, "This I, we're losing too much money. Now, I need you to understand something. Black people should have done exactly what Jewish people have done. Decide to hold this nigga accountable. We, don't be upset that they did it and we was too busy to be like, well, what about his mama? Donda's Girl. gone, you know, he don't have his mama no more. You know he's got mental problems. You know his mama don't, you know, if we just gave him a black woman, he would be okay. First of all, why would you curse us like that? First of all, why would you try to give us this nigga? Have you been watching? Girl, let me that tell make you me so I've upset. Like, give him a black woman with all this shit that has been going on with him. Let me tell you the shit that I've heard from these dry spit corner in the corner of the lip ass niggas. They were saying mm -hmm. shit like, "Well, you know, like he's still a genius and his music is still pretty dope and like them shoes is pretty fire. Like I ain't gonna lie, like I would get them shoes. Like I don't care what y'all say, them shoes good. I'm still buying his shoes and Yeezys is where it's at." Y'all sound stupid as fuck, and then want to sit here and say, "Well, see, they when he talk when he talk about the Jew, why they so quick to react?" But he was talking about black folks because y'all were still buying his shit. That's why it's your fault. Do you realize it's your fault because you weren't willing to hold him accountable? You just wanted to buy his shoes that are in the shape of an amoeba, and it got holes in it. There's holes all through the damn shoe. What kind of functional shit is this? And you want to go ahead and purchase that shit for over a thousand dollars? Y'all so stupid. I'm sorry. It literally Sorry. looks like fungi. It looks like a fucking bacteria. And y'all want to pay for that shit? That's on y'all. But do not sit here and say, well, what's, yes, it's true. Like, but however, y'all still listen to his music. You still bought these plain Boeing ass hoodies that he came out with. You still listen to that fake ass Christian album that he dropped. I can't believe y'all think this nigga is a Christian, number one. Y'all still supported him. Listen, actually, he's a super Christian because he's a hypocrite. He be saying shit he don't mean. He wants to go ahead and apply uh, Christianity whenever he feels like it. And you know what I really hate about Kanye West? The fact that he is so willing to weaponize his blackness against us. Other mm. black people, you're disgusting. And the fact that they are willing, and when we heard that video just now, what kind of guilt trip was that shit? 
She said lynching. Oh, he's a, he dies twice. Blah, blah, blah. No, bitch. This is called the consequences of his fucking actions. Finally coming to lick his anus. And I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what's happening right now. You like, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You cannot be mad that somebody decides to fuck around and somebody hands him a whole dinner plate of find out. What do you want? And once again, I'm so sick of this whole, oh, well, because I've been hearing this sh shit too from Pigmishas. When you have to think like black men have been through a lot and it's not going to make things any better if you guys are being so hard on them. Bitch, I am not finna coddle. It doesn't matter how gently we coddle these grown-ass men. They will still not listen to your ass because you are less than in their eyes because they think that they are white. So I'm really not trying to hear this shit right now. The only time that they will listen is, is if it comes from other black men. Other than that, mm -hmm. if you are black and queer, black and women, black and trans, they're not finna listen to you. And sometimes not even straight black men. Because guess what? They'll call them a simp. Or you need, you're doing this so you can get bitches. That's the only reason you're agreeing with the weaker side. Fuck out of here. Stop it. Oh my goodness. So um, the second video that I want to play, I thought was very, very, very important because I feel like people need to understand how nefarious the tokenism that is Kanye West. I feel like people need to understand exactly the kind of damage that he is doing um, I think it's really, really important because I feel like we look at this again, like an entertainment tonight thing. Like, why are we having all of this vitriol and energy for some crazy rich guy? Because he's got a following and he has a platform of only over 40 million. That's why. So as an anthropologist, um, the first thing we learn about is culture, right? It's kind of our thing as a discipline itself. And the one thing I have really taken to heart over the years um, in my studies and my own research and just living in the world around me is that when you give up the culture you're in, in order to be seen by the dominant culture of that society, and the dominant culture of that society is only dominant because of its violent past of subjugation by imperialism, using the concept of whiteness to justify its actions, then what you do is essentially give up your humanity in order to be objectified by that dominant culture, because the dominant culture only understands those it dominates via objectification. This is essentially what Candace Owens is going through and is happening, right? Because in that video that she put out there talking about how she doesn't want to be part of black culture, and then she gives us images of what she sees black culture to be, which is nothing more than regurgitated understandings of blackness through a white lens, right? What she is essentially doing is giving up her humanity in favor of being objectified by that dominant culture. That is not being seen. That is being used. <laughs> okay? That is what it means to be the token. Because in her trying to remove herself from any kind of um, any kind of attachments to blackness and by a black culture in the US in particular, what she is doing is actually removing herself from the remnants of what makes her actually human in favor of the objectification that occurs by being used by the dominant culture. So in all of this, though, what the funny thing is, is once you give up who you are to be seen by those who are subjugating you, you then only become the location of that subjugation.
So Candace will always only be seen as black in those circles because she's only in those circles due to her blackness. But her blackness is being used by whiteness as a way to insert white comprehensions of blackness into black spaces. It's a tale as old as time, right? It's a tale as old as time about tokenism and how the infestation of whiteness and dominant white culture will always co corrupt anything it touches. So essentially what I'm saying is, y'all, don't ever think that being seen by the dominant culture is somehow you being seen. Many times you are being seen because there's something about you that can be objectified for the dominant culture's will. This is what Candace is doing to herself. Essentially, she's creating the hell of her own making, thinking that this is a way to be set free. But if you don't see yourself and you let the dominant culture see you, it will use you for its own purposes. All right? Like, share, and follow for more if you want to support. Ooh, she ate that bitch. Did she not? I be finding some gems on the Tiki Talk, okay? Um... First of all, what is your what your what are your thoughts and reactions to that first and foremost? Um, everything she said was spot on. We we see this again with a lot of um tokens, token black people who think that they're doing something because Massa said it was okay and Massa listens to what I said and Massa pat me on the head, so you niggas need to get your mm. shit together. But at the mm. end of the day, they still see you as a nigga and they're using you. So to say this nigga gets it, why can't y'all be like this one? And that's exactly yep. what Candace Owens, Kanye West, Ben Carson, hell, who else? It's, it's Clarence a lot Thomas, uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, let yep. me see. <laughs> we got we got a lot of Kunifas and uh, and Kunyes. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize we got messages, child. Oh, let me play them. Much love to you both on the panel, y'all. And that's so in this so-called apology that you niggas want to hold on to. He apologized. Okay, let's go for the apology. This nigga said, I didn't realize I hurt the black community. I didn't realize I hurt black people. You know, God humbled me by putting, knowing what it feels like to have a knee on my neck the way that a knee was on George Floyd's neck. Nigga, what? So you're comparing you no longer billion, being a billionaire, now having instead of a billion dollars in your bank account, you have 300 million. Oh, okay. Ooh, boo hoo, fucking cry. And you're comparing that to someone literally dying under the knee of a cop like a fucking animal. <sighs> and, and that's after. Um, going ahead and and, talk, and using white supremacistic talking points about George Floyd and saying that he died from fentanyl and not the knee on his neck. But suddenly he's now died from the knee on his neck. Now that, cause it, yo, Adidas did that to you, nigga. <laughs> Leave God out of this shit. Like, this is ridiculous. They love to bring up God when they get caught doing some bullshit. I, and we're going to talk about that next. Well, I don't know what topic that, which topic that is, but I've noticed a lot with like rappers or just like like every time they get caught being so fucked up, it was oh well, God knows my heart and I just want to thank God for giving me another chance. Girl, stop, stop. You're mad. You're bothered because black people are not paying. Well, black men are still listening to your shit, but the black people that have <laughs> sense stop fucking with you. 
And these sure. white corporations stop fucking with you, and that's affecting your pockets big time. And now you want to apologize. That's that's really what's going on. That's that's what we call true tea, but it's cool. Um, I think, and, and we are going to be talking about uh, part-time Christians next because I promise you, y'all are in the the same fucking category because Kanye is definitely a part-time Christian. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like whenever y'all Christians act fucked up, I think you're just being the real Christian <laughs> because Christians historically have always been super hypocritical and fucked up. Okay. And super so, violent. I mean, as far as you're concerned, my rapist can go to heaven as long as he repents before he, before he dies. So I can spend eternity with my rapist, but you know, yeah. it's cool. Uh, thank you, you for being Burn in hell forever. Oh my god. I can't stand you bitches. Um oh more messages. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go through them. Hope Aaron said, hope you guys are doing good. Man, I cannot believe you guys put Kanye here. Um I just have a thing for against Kanye. For Kanye. Like just I just get triggered whenever I hear Kanye. Um just I just I want him to take accountability for uh, the toxicity he pushed into the culture uh, via his music and he's doing all these type of things to like you know wake people up x y and z etc wake himself up i don't know but what he hasn't done is admit that he's also put us to sleep mm. agree man i was really trying to make this reddit the subreddit uh free kanye um <laughs> for my wife to show her that uh I could do this sort of arrogant thing of like make it worldwide that Kanye just needs to come back home. Because um, to, to me, Kanye is, is a valuable asset. Um, he has has been very far in society as a black person. Uh, I would love for him to come back and explain like what is over there on the edge of, of being uh, black and famous um, and wealthy. Um, but you know, it's, it almost seems like you have to deal with a bunch of his mental health issues from being paranoid, but also his greed and wanting to be a god. That, that man, that was... I have my kid in the car, so I can't curse, but that was the kicker. The sort of pumping that he is a god into the community and then making everybody uh, elevate to that level of arrogance and narcissism. Okay, so I agree with most of what you said, but I also have to push back a little because... How do I put this? I don't feel that Kanye is valuable. I believe that Kanye needed an audience. And of course, the audience that was automatically going to um, vibe for him, to, to, to stand for him, was the Black community. So, of course, we, he was saying, like, George Bush doesn't like Black people and all of the woke music, quote unquote, and all of this other bullshit. But as soon as he had a chance to assimilate into white society and be able to have any kind of white respectability, he left us in the fucking dust. I feel like people think that he changed, and I don't think he changed. I think he just changed audiences. I don't think he changed at all. He just decided which audience he's going to placate to. Guess what? Black people got him to a certain space and white people took him the rest of the way. <laughs> and that's really what, that's as far as I see it. I, I don't see him as a genius. I'm sorry. Uh, just like when people are like, R. Kelly is such a genius. Like, I, I don't know why age is nothing but a number. It's like a Beethoven sonnet to you, but okay, fine. But I'm letting you know that he's not 
a genius when this is the kind of rhetoric that you can put out. I don't care what kind of music. I don't care how many times I have pound cake on repeat because I'm still a person who was a, was a fa fan of his old music. That does not mean that he's a genius anymore. His actions prove that he was never a genius to begin with. I'm sorry, that's how I feel. And once again, again, like he used his proximity to whiteness and took advantage of it. And when things hit the fan, he knows how religious black people are and spiritual black people are. So he released a fake ass gospel Ooh. album and said that'll get you uh, black people to shut up. And because again, it's gospel, praise Jesus, they prayed up, listen to this gospel album. And meanwhile, I'm going to go back to doing fuck shit. R. Kelly did the same thing. Um, he, again, talked gospel music. Black people love gospel music. Still being the fuck nigga. So, like, again, it's just, I don't know. He's and no notice, genius to me. He is anti-black, and I think that black people just need to accept that. And also notice that he did the whole Sunday morning remix bullshit right after he said slavery was a choice. That's how easy it was to go ahead and smooth things over with black people. We add in a little Jesus, and it goes back to, oh, that poor boy, you know he'd eat a little touched in the head. It's okay. Praise Jesus, baby. I'm sorry. I, I refuse to support him in any kind of way, and I refuse to go ahead and use Christianity to rationalize Bullshit. Because it's that's all amazing, you use like, Christianity to do. It's amazing how black people was flip a switch as soon as like Christianity, gospel music is brought up. Fuck all this shit that this person has done. But it's okay though, because he's bringing up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they release a gospel album. So it's like, damn, y'all really don't see the shackles that was. Y'all, are we still in chains? I'm confused. Listen. And. I think we also have to realize, uh, Jesus, nine messages. We got stuff. We got to go play some messages. But I will say, before we get back in, get back into the messages, I need people to understand that I you need to not. It's so easy to be used as a pawn in this society, especially as someone who was marginalized, because people are so willing and ready to tokenize you especially if you're black and gay. Look at Herschel Walker's son. The Republican Party used to absolutely love him because not only was he the right color, he was denouncing all of the femininity inside the gay community. He was uh, shitting on people who were getting abortions. That was a boy who was used by the conservative party just to see who, uh, who black and brown they could possibly bring in. They used this pe these people to prey on black and brown members of society. Period. Go, go to Florida and see and how many him wanting to rock being a black Hebrew Israelite, man. You guys have no idea how annoying this is for me. Uh, going from that arrogance to being a Christian to then finding out that he's an original Jew. Like, dude. Yeah, honestly, like, when you, <laughs> everyone that knows me knows that when it comes to black Israelites, I don't, like, Hebrew Israelites, Moors, Hoteps, black separatists, whatever you want to call it. The black men who want to divide and conquer and only see value in straight black men and fuck everyone else that's in the black community, I don't trust them. And this is not to say that there is not a sector of Judaism or there's not black Jewish people. That is not what we're saying. 
We're saying the group of people that call themselves black Israelites, the group of people that call themselves hoteps are here to divide and conquer. Period. They are not here for anything else. They are not here to help the community. They want to go ahead and put blackface on patriarchy and they want to have women barefoot and pregnant and they want to make sure there's like a black version of conversion camps for black gay people. That's really what the fuck it is. They admire the white folks for that shit. They're trying to figure out how they can make their own cult ass, dusty ass, Oreo crumbs, your draws ass <laughs> fucking niggas. Anyway, sorry, I'm sorry. Ooh, Let's see. We only apologize because he lost all that money. He went from being a so-called billionaire to being worth over four hundred million dollars. That means he lost six hundred million dollars. I don't. I mean, Good. Ask him. And also, Aaron, how much of a billionaire can you be if all you have to do is lose a few contracts and you're not a billionaire no more? That's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, girl, is it giving like liquid asset? Like, what's the true tea? Mm. So when these, so when all of these people, because, uh, you know, they think black capitalism will save us. So when there's all of these people that are like, oh, I'm a, I, I'm this much of a billionaire, so on and so forth. How much of that money is actually yours? If people stop fucking with you because you do some fuck shit, will you go down to 400 million from being a billionaire? Because it sounds like you've always just really had 400 million dollars. Okay, That's girl, what that we want to know what's actually in your bank account. Like, if I put in your routing number, what am I going <laughs> to see? <laughs> Not your routing number. <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron is, is chasing Morgan Bank Teller. Like, sir, it don't look like you got it all. Girl. <laughs> I think you overdrafted. Let me stop. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I just wish that people like Candace Owens can understand that, you know, you're a fucking grifter. Like, people like her purely are doing this for money and for capital, which is even more disappointing because you feel like your blackness is the fact that you're willing to sell, give up your blackness for any, you know, amount of money is fucking disgraceful as shit. But like this, they're just grifters. They're right wing, alt right grifters that know they can make a lot of money by putting out conservative views. Same thing with Ben Shapiro, who is an orthodox fucking Jew. Like, bitch, you're not going to last there either because conservatives, alt-rights, they do not like Jewish people either. So it's just like, y'all are y'all are really selling y'all souls, I guess, if we're going to use a term for that. Selling your souls, your faith, your physical identity, your cultural identity, just for the sake of fucking money. That part. Boom. Boom. It's the truth. And let's not forget the whole relationship he had with his ex-wife. Like, I don't think black people need to be embracing Kanye again. I don't think we should give this nigga any type of grace because he panders to black people. Can we not forget the fact that this nigga said that slavery was a choice? Can we not sit here and, and ignore the fact that he laid down in bed every fucking night with a woman who culturally appropriated, stole ideas and made money off of black women fucking regularly? Can we Preach. not sit here and pretend like he himself did not have coloristic ass views and tendencies even in his own fashion shows when it came to dark-skinned women? Like... I don't mm -hmm. think we should be embracing this nigga. 
I do not. I don't think he's as brilliant as people claim that he fucking is. Yeah, you we know that the bar is in hell when it comes to straight black men and music. So it's like, girl, oh my God, he's a genius. I don't care what y'all say. I'm still going to listen to him. I'm still going to buy his ugly ass shoes. It's because like the bar is so low. It's really sad. Like it doesn't matter. He could, Kanye could literally at this point say, Black people, I don't like y'all. I wish I was white. Actually, he did. He said it in an interview, actually. He said that. He says he sees himself as a white man. He identifies as a white man. (laughs) He literally said in an interview, this nigga literally said in an interview that he identifies as a white man because they go through the most, like, they go through the most shit or something. Like, ain't nobody going through more shit than white straight men. And then he identified with them. And y'all niggas will still stream this music, still buy his ugly ass shoes and his boring ass basic ass hoodies that you're gonna get that's only black and cost three hundred dollars with nothing on it. It's really sad. And it's really unfortunate. And it's so funny. I'm actually trying to look up a video right now if it is indeed possible. Uh, there's a video where Charlemagne the God is talking about a conversation that he had with Kanye West. about Pete Davidson. And since I can't find it, I'll just have to go ahead and give you the video, okay? So Charlemagne, I don't know what show he's on, uh, but he's talking about the last conversation he had with Kanye West. And he was trying to say, he was saying shit like, we gotta save the new Marilyn Monroe. He's talking about Kim Kardashian, by the way. We gotta save the new Marilyn Monroe, saying that we gotta keep her from being on drugs and shit. And of course, Charlemagne the God is like, you do know Pete Davidson is my friend. And I guess after a few minutes of arguing, finally, Kanye bursts out with, my wife is fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you won't help me? (laughs) 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 Bitch. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like you never know when the outburst is going to happen from him. And, and listen, and I know Charlemagne was sitting on this, and this is why uh, during the morning show, whenever he talked about Pete Davidson, there was always talk about his 10-inch penis. Because <laughs> he knew how much it bothered Kanye. Charlemagne the goddess ain't shit. That nigga ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't shit, literally and figuratively. But we... Oh, my goodness. We can I just move. had to put that out there because that was funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, we, you know, I'm all for talking about 10-inch penises. But let's get uh, on to these right? messages. <laughs> right, even the pink ones, you know. You know, we all yeah, run over here. It's cool. Even though they be looking like they're about to blow up. Okay. Anyways, next messages. Oh shit! No. <laughs> I just wish, as black people, and in particularly black men, that y'all will stop dick riding on another black man for the pure fact that he is in the spotlight and that he has money and he has obtained a certain level of wealth that you niggas are striving to fucking have because you are also cucks after capitalism like that's just all it is like kanye has done the thing that y'all niggas are so desperately wanting to do and that is mimic the same fucking things that your white oppressor has done to you and be able to get the level of fucking power and greed that they have that is all this ultimately is like this is a proof that capitalism within blackness is not going to fucking save us because nigga had a had had a billion dollars and still 
look what the fuck is going on yo y'all some dick riding ass bitches and little bro ass niggas <laughs> like it's it's the truth i always wondering who in the world labeled kanye a genius like what has he done to really make him a genius like what did he do in his past for him to be a genius i'm trying to understand it maybe a visionary music i guess but genius where that come from Probably from some nigga with a low IQ score. Listen. <laughs> also, real quick, I'm sorry, because y'all niggas are acting the fuck up and just in general on fucking social media. For you dumb motherfuckers to really believe, I live in fucking Germany. I don't know about, you know, America, but over here, anti-Semitism is not taken lightly due to obvious fucking history, aka the fucking Holocaust. Like, you cannot walk out here with a swastika like you can in america you get your ass beat people don't play over here when it comes to anti-semitism and any type of hateful speech towards jews in fucking general black and white using the term jew and the media and saying you're going to go death con that is not going to be received well by anybody in fucking germany and can people understand that adidas is a german fucking company why are we surprised that a german company is letting someone go for saying anti-semitic shit y'all are so fucking dumb <laughs> y'all just trying to tell on the black man it, it kills me. It really kills me. They're like, well, the Jews are taking over the media. You know, there's never been a Jewish president. Everybody's been a white Christian. Except for Obama. Sorry. Hey, Obama. Yeah. Cafe Olay. You, you know, you know what, what I like, really <laughs> want? Since we, if we, what would really be shook, imagine if America had a black, queer, non-binary atheist for president. Bitch, do you know they would flip this shit? They would probably kill this man. Like, it would never they would happen. Do it. it would never happen. Bitch, you don't you want me to put the hand on the way. I'm not putting my hand in that dusty ass book that y'all barely read anyways. But they wouldn't even put in Bernie Sanders, who just wanted to give us all jobs and money. Like it didn't even matter to these people. <laughs> they were just, like literally free education, free health care. And we had him shot in the knee every single time this man has run. How old is this man? I'm 35. I think I've seen him in three elections. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm not joking. So, uh, so to have someone old, white, cis man not be able to get there because of his radical ideas, quote unquote radical. Don't you know that it's true that for me and for you. The world is a ghetto. Hey. <laughs> it is though. It is though. Thank you for the vocals. Good evening, Aaron. Good evening, Sid. I hope you two are having a wonderful night. Um, good evening, listeners. Uh, I could leave a million messages about my thoughts on Kanye, my thoughts on Herschel Walker, my thoughts on what the black community um, does uh, as far as uh, perpetuating stereotypes, upholding white supremacy, supporting systematic racism, um, and 
fighting to maintain an internalization of systemic bigotry and, and hatred. I can mm. give a million messages, but you two are doing an amazing job. I really don't have much to say beyond what y'all two are talking about. And I just appreciate your voices. I'm down here listening. Thank you. Thank you What's up, Aaron and Sid? Wow. I find, okay. So I've been seeing like your show, like the title of your show. And I've been trying to catch it. And now I finally see that it's on. And Look, my favorite song is that from Aaliyah Sheffield. Yeah, Earth is Ghetto. Yeah, and it keeps, this show keeps reminding me of that song. If y'all haven't heard it, now nah, you got y'all have heard it. it. It's it's a pretty dope ass song because I felt it. <laughs> I felt it. But how y'all doing? Hey, everybody listening. Hi. Hey, boo. And, and listen, we actually have been using that song as the intro, if you ever listen to our Spotify, because we actually got permission from Aaliyah Sheffield herself, which is some of the dopest, one of the dopest things. I'm sorry that's ever happened to me, bitch. Um, because I'm she like, follows she us. Was like, he messaged us. And I was like, she did. She messaged us. It was beautiful. It was awesome. But um, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, she follows us and she listens to our show. It's awesome. It's so hey Leah, love you, girl. <laughs> Layla, you just gotta think about it like this: the U.S. is like that redneck. Is the redneck? Is the redneck cousin that no one really cares about, but we make it our business to be known. It's we're the annoying, ignorant motherfuckers. Okay, and and I live in the U.S. Yeah, so I'm talking about you know myself too, technically. <laughs> Listen. Sadly, we are here in the U.S. Not for long, but sadly, we are here in the U.S. So I know what you're talking about, girl. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. He actually said it. Now, I he, so I, I'm surprised he just didn't implode or explode into a bunch of stars and sparkles. Because isn't that the <laughs> isn't that the, the, the top tier win? Haven't you hit that level when you have truly reached the point of where you want to claim and be? Um what we have all been indoctrinated to believe is the default for success, which is the cishet of a sexual white Christian man. Oh shit. Like I, I didn't realize that he actually said it out of his mouth. I thought he like others kind of deal with the madness, if you will, like in Tony Morrison's the bluest eyes where Ooh, you will reach a level of insanity trying to achieve the illusion of power and control in a body of someone else that would want you dead. Damn, I, I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize he said it out of his mouth. Oh yeah, well, huh? there you go, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Listen, that's your king, Uncle Ruckus, Uncle Ruckus, Rachel Dolezal the Third, Kanye, Kanye West has said it out of their mouth. I want to be a white man. I want the. I've only got revitiligo. Once I go through some of these treatments, I'm gonna look just like Sammy Sosa. Girl, okay, listen, in, in the interview, he said, um, he literally said, he said, there's no other group that's going through the most shit other than white straight men, which we know that's bullshit. And then he said that he identifies with them because of the shit that he's going through right now. It was like, girl, number one, at least you're honest, because girl, you're doing the exact same thing that they've always been doing. So at least you said it out your mouth. But unfortunately, yeah. straight black men are still going to buy your stupid ass shoes are still going to buy your clothes and listen to your boring, basic ass music. And then when you put out another gospel album, they're still going to stream it because black people love Jesus. It's the same pattern over and over again. 
Hey, yo, Aaron, you just don't understand, man. She's doing different things. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you something. You're not understanding exactly where he's coming from right now because you, you're not seeing that it's all smoke and mirrors when it started, right? And now the mirrors have become the smoke and the smoke have become Girl. the mirrors. And now you... <laughs> But no, that's yeah. what they be saying, girl. They be really saying, yeah, but you just, you got, you understand what I'm saying, man. Like, that nigga a genius. Like, his music be really hitting. Like, yeah, he says some stuff, but like, you got to think about it. It's some other people doing crazier stuff than what he doing. I'm like, yo, girl, just ride his dick. Just ride his dick, girl. Just ride his dick. Do you see how we got out of all of those contracts? Now he's free to do <laughs> what he wants to do. Now you see he's free. He's free from all the contracts. I'm like, Ray J, shut the fuck up, yo. Shut up. Guy, kiss this shit. Girl. And don't even get me on Ray J. Oh, we've been on this too long. We, <laughs> I just realized what time it is. We, we've been on this too long. And I can't have Kanye taking up too much more of my damn time. I, I need you to go away. And I need black straight men who want to suck on his dick to also go away. But it's okay. Let's go. All right. So next one, I'm going to go ahead and let you take because um, this was something that you added and I want you to tell me why. So the next topic is called part-time Christians. Now, as we know, um, rapper Takeoff has passed away, unfortunately, um, because he was shot. Um, they happened this morning, right? Or did it happen yesterday? It, I think it was, they're, they're saying death was november 1st so today okay so rapper takeoff from migos was shot now i'm looking on the shade room you know how the shade room is oh what are your thoughts on this and blah 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 blah, blah. nothing but straight black men saying this is why you gotta get right with god before it's too late and we gotta pray and let's all repent and god is on his way back and this is a sign of the end times and they taking us too soon. So it's like now all of a sudden y'all are prayer warriors. Now all of a sudden y'all talking about God. Now all of a sudden y'all are Christian. Nigga, you was just talking about robbing a cars junior. You was just talking about ejaculating in the eyes of women. A lot of y'all be saying <laughs> the most fucked up shit. And then when shit like this happens, now all of a sudden it's time to get right with God. <sighs> I'm just I'm just confused. I just need more clarity on why is why do black people especially cishet black people do that because even i even saw people saying this is how you know like even if you don't believe in god god gonna make you believe in him when this when this when the shit like this happened i'm like are you okay like y'all are really scared like that fear shit really has a chokehold on y'all like do you say that when an infant dies Ooh. i'm just wondering um i when it comes to the whole part-time Christian thing, as far, as far as I'm concerned, and I will say it all the time, anytime Christians go ahead and spit that kind of rhetoric, you know, um, right after um, leaving their kids to go get some milk and never come back, um, I feel like at the end of the day, you really are a Christian. You're 100% a Christian. You live in your hypocrisy. Mm. You're not a part-time Christian. You're always a Christian because you like to go ahead and preach shit that you're never gonna use in real life. You wanna go ahead and say, tell us constantly to do as I say and not as I do. 
gay people are going to hell, but don't let it be a bitch that could possibly let you hit while she's fucking somebody else. Then all of a sudden being gay is not so bad because it benefits you. You really mm. are a Christian. Mm. Drag it. It's just amazing. Like the timing of it. Like, yes, this is a sad story, but I've heard some of Takeoff's lyrics. But it's, girl, they're going to eat me up. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I find, um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't really listen to the Migos. That's not the kind of rap that I like to listen to. Um, but at the end of the day, that's real fucked up. To die over a, 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 a dice, dice game yeah. by a stray bullet from a fight that wasn't even about you. You just happened to be around. That's, that's, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. And of course, you know, white people are going to take this and talk about black on black crime. Um, white people are going to, and this is why, you know, I was talking to someone today and they didn't really want me to talk about the whole thing with takeoff because they were like, I don't want to like incite more anti-blackness from white people. And I'm just like, you have to want, you have to understand those respectability politics don't exist on the Earth is Ghetto podcast. We got to call a thing a thing, an ace an ace, and a spade a spade. That's just the way it's going to work here. And um, even though we have to understand black on black crime does not exist as a thing. It's called pro crime by proximity. Only white people like to travel to new places to kill other folks. That's mm. not the way we work. But I also want to say that we have to look at the fact that this kind of violence that's happening to a lot of rappers right now is very alarming. I didn't listen to Young Dolph either. Buying cookies. Nigga died buying cookies. This is ridiculous. Like, regardless of the fact that I know that we have, there's violence in more than just the black community, it's the black community that I live in. So that's the violence I'm gonna talk about. If white people listen in and wanna go take their sound bites and go ahead and turn it into something else that's anti-black, that's their business. I'm talking to my people. And that's the only thing that should matter. Period. More messages. All right, I'm gonna skirt skirt, but this is a great show. I definitely followed you, Bill, so I could uh, tune in. All right, bye, y'all. Bye. If you're looking for genius in hip-hop, man, you've got Q-Tip, Jizza, Rizza, the man himself, MF Doom, the manlier yep. man himself, uh, Black Thought. There's all kinds of real lyrical genius that could... Put Kanye in a little shoebox and throw him in a river anytime that they wanted to. You know what I'm saying? But a genius at branding? Like, see, that's the thing. We really throw out that term genius way too much because there's, yeah. you know, there, there, there's the perpetuator and then there's the audience. If, if you have found yourself an audience that'll just swallow anything with low standards and call you a genius, that doesn't mean you're a genius. Mm. That means you just happened upon a time where people just have no standard for genius. <laughs> exactly. And, and literally two words, Andre 3000. That's what you I was going to say. About, you know who bro, my favorite rapper is, bitch. I was just going to say. Prototype. Let me tell you something between you and me. If I ever get married, 
I'm walking down the aisle to prototype. But Andre fucking 3000, bitch. I'm sorry, okay? Andre um, 3000 can out-rap all of these niggas today. Yo, I, re- I, I honestly, that, I, yo, that nigga was amazing. Rip bombs over Baghdad. Like, even, like, and listen, big boy ain't no slouch. We're not going to say that big boy can't do his thing. But at the end of the day, Andre 3000, like, even when he features on something, that nigga just be blowing me. Like, it's, I'm sorry, but yes. He be uh, dragging 100%. y'all niggas. Like, I just, like, it's, it's just amazing. And fuck, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Damn, I'm sorry. It was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited about Andre 3000, and I'd be doing that. I honestly wish you would make a comeback. Just release a surprise album and just rapping, dragging the fuck out of all these niggas. Man, that nigga's in Ibiza right now. Like, I don't have to come back to the States and talk to nobody. But, oh, if you could, baby. But yeah, you, if you have to constantly say that you're a genius, you're no genius. Like they said from Game of Thrones, any a good king doesn't have to constantly say that they're a king. Bitch, you just know that that's the king. And and that's the truth. I, I, I think Kanye been scrimping and trying to survive for a long time. And um, like it was said, I feel like Kanye is a branding genius. I feel like he is a manipulation genius. A hundred percent. You want to say he's a genius at those things? I agree with you. Musically, I feel like you just need better standards. He is a cool genius. He is a yeah. agent of white supremacy genius. Yep, he is. He is a tap dancing genius. You ate absolutely, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see more messages. Oh my god. Ugh. Yo, just natural justice, it just does not exist. Because if that's the fucking case, if God is so fucking brilliant, then like, there's a couple motherfuckers I could say he definitely should have copped before, you know, some other folks. I'm just saying, it's such, it's such bullshit, it's such bullshit. And that's the only thing I could focus on. Like, y'all not going to focus on the actual person that's fucking lost. And you're saying that, what kind of sadistic fucking guy you believe in that like, oh, even if he wasn't living right, or if he didn't believe in God, but I'm going to kill you to make you believe in me. Like, you are a sick fuck. Y'all are some sick ass fucking sickos for believing some dumb shit like that. Fuck out of here. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. What do you think, um, going back to the whole um, takeoff being killed over a dice game, what do you think, why do you think the masculinity goes through the roof every time black people play spades, dice, or just what, like, where does it come from? I'm very curious to know. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I feel like when men, period, get together, like, have you seen after a Steelers game? Have you seen like white boys trash in entire? So I mm-hmm. feel like when men, I feel like when men get together, and that kind of ego is um, uh, that closely next to each other, I feel like it's a kettle waiting to erupt. I feel like when we talk about violence in this country, I'm not saying that women can't be violent, non-binary people, etc. But let's be real: violence comes from men. I am their favorite football team lose. They're flipping over cars in the middle of the street. Have you ever seen the end of a soccer game that wasn't supposed to go the way that it went? Oh my God. Niggas actually died. But when it comes what, what, to 
us, like when it comes to people doing some shit because their lives are being taken away. Oh, y'all are being too rowdy. Y'all tearing up shit. But y'all was just doing the shit over a fucking football game that you're going to get a chance to see the next year. Like I, I, and so I think when it comes to these kind of gatherings where uh, violence ends up erupting, and I'm not talking about a protest, okay? I'm just talking about where, you know, a barbecue. <laughs> you never seen a fight break out at a barbecue? Uh, shit like that. When I, um, when I feel like it's, it's something that we actually have to talk about. And I feel like it goes back to the lack of emotional intelligence in men. But, and listen, I'm going to give you some grace. You weren't literally raised to have it. If you were raised at all, because they try to raise the women, the boys just get to grow up. You just get older. And that's the truth. Because it's the women, uh, listen, I was told my entire life, make sure you um, get a job and that you have good money so that a man can't take advantage of you, so on and so. Like, I was raised that way. And I was raised to cook and clean and be completely and totally self-reliant, while Black men are raised to find people who emulate their mothers so they can be taken care of. That'll do it. So, yeah. No, <laughs> so 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 yeah. Um, I do want to go ahead and uh, well, I don't know if you want to play any more voice messages before we move on to the next topic. Uh, let's see. I'm looking to see if we have any new ones. Yeah, we got one from Fletch. Yes, thank you. You said, God damn it, your biological <laughs> father, you did it. Um, you said black thought, and I mean, it's like thank you. Thank you, because as someone who grew up listening to Jay Dilla, who grew up listening to DJ Premier, who grew up listening mm. to Ninth Wonder, who grew up listening to Africa Bambada, Gil Scott Heron, like Chuck D, Paris, people who have been speaking the truth, bringing truth to power for decades. You know, sometimes I've said to folks like, miss me with that when you want to tell me that Kanye is a genius. I think it's better to say that you can have moments of genius, that the muse can move through you. But, oh man, yeah, um, it just kills me because a part of me just feels like, in the art world, Kanye would be considered like the Andy Warhol of music like he's Ooh. good for building by committee but i don't think Ooh. that he actually has like just Whoa. pure genius flowing through him all the time please look up andy warhol everybody but moving on <laughs> all right here we go again y'all next topic Ooh. trans people are under attack in florida your favorite governor of florida i'm gonna oh my god I'm not going to lie. I feel like whenever I say I'm a Floridian, it usually comes with a certain sense of shame in general, right? Um, I, I come from a place where um, people just like to dance to the tune of meth on the highway sometimes, you know? It's a Wednesday. We're feeling froggy. Like, I know I come from a place that's crazy. But the constant, like... It, and it's been going on for a while as we've rolled back people's rights don't say gay was already in florida we've had to report on that before you can go to spotify if you want to listen to that episode um we've been talking about florida and a lot of the things that they've been coming out with and i just want you to know this is something that's going to spread this is going to go to every single southern state 
they're trying to make an example. So before I go ahead and play the video, I want you guys to understand that if you live in the States, I don't care what state, it is coming for you. This bigotry that is um, just all of a sudden flowering from the South, you are not safe. Well, um, can I say something to that? So I'm, a white, so I'm a white liberal and I live in California and I don't think that's going to happen to me because we're like our own area. So I think um, you people are being overly sensitive about wanting to leave out the country. Just come to California and vote blue no matter who. Um, um, are you talking about the same state that houses the LAPD? Ooh. Whoa. Like, just, I'm just asking for a friend. Just, <laughs> just wondering. Anyway, um, <laughs> continue. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to play this video. All right. It's a dark day in Florida for transgender youth. Just now, the Florida Board of Medicine voted to medically detransition all transgender teenagers in the state. They will also ban puberty blockers and hormone therapy for transgender teenagers. They appeared briefly to consider allowing those who are already on puberty blockers to continue, but they scrapped those plans. They also considered creating a registry of transgender youth in Florida. They loaded up testimony with fake expert after fake expert and only allowed anti-trans witnesses to speak. I want you to see the moment that they cut things short and said, you're not going to win. Be the last speaker for the day. And let me, let me, let me finish. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Don't shout. You're not going to win. Let me finish. What we're going to do, we'll give you an email for the state of Florida. You send your information. This is terrifying, and in coming weeks, we are probably going to see trans people fleeing Florida. We need to support these trans refugees. Deep sigh. I didn't really uh, plan on staying this, uh, staying on this topic too long because um, this is really more informational than anything else for people living in the U.S. You need to understand that if you are gay, trans, especially if you happen to be black, gay and trans and living in the South, I'm sorry, living anywhere in the US, it's coming for you, but it's coming from the South first. It's bursting from that area first. So I really hope you hear this loud and strong. You are not safe. I know that you're comfortable and I'm so, so sorry. Well. I live in New York, and if you just oh my vote, God. just keep voting blue. Like the Democrats love gays and trans, and well, can I say something too? I just think that you guys are forcing this on our kids, and I'm a Christian, and I don't like that. <laughs> you know what? I don't like the fact that your pussy smell like pennies. I don't like the fact that you don't wash your legs. I don't like the fact that there's cheese underneath your bra strap right now. I don't oh like God. the fact of a lot of things, but here we are. The cheese is for tomorrow so I can feed my kids. <laughs> she yeah, bought crackers um... this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we dragging oh. their asses tonight, girl. But this is, but this is true. Um, this is why me and Sydney are making plans to move out of the country. Hopefully by next year, because again, this is a fucking mess, and it's nowhere. What else are we supposed to do? Just sit here as our rights get taken away, and then we all eventually die out. Um, no, I'm going to get the fuck 
to a quote-unquote third world country like America likes to call it. And this propaganda shit that y'all want to hang on to is not going to scare me in Sydney. We are going to move no. on to somewhere else. <laughs> and I promise I'm going to be living so good to the point where I'm not even going to discount your xenophobia. Stay where you are, bitch. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't need you to go where I'm going. It's fine. Um, I also... Huh, uh, before we um, move on to the next topic, which I feel like we might spend a little bit of time on. But uh, before we move on, I want to say that I know that it's really, really hard when stuff like this comes out to keep any kind of positive outlook. And I'm not going to try and tell you, oh, tomorrow's going to be so much better, so on and so forth, because I don't know your situation. What I want to give you is validation right now. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to call out of work because you feel like you just can't take it today. It is 100% okay. Let me tell you something. As long as your rent is paying and you still got lights and kids is eating, if you can take off extra days, bitch, take it. You got vacation time, bitch, take it. Like, I, I need you to understand that I want everybody to take as much time for their mental health because this world does not give a fuck, period. That's all. Messages. Speaking of Florida, um, y'all heard, I don't know if you heard probably about two weeks ago, y'all heard about a woman named Hennessy Marie. She exposed like over 40 men or so who were, I guess, DL or whatever. Oh, Jesus. I did not. Mm -hmm. Wilton, if you know the article, please send that. I would like to know what's going on. I'm nosy. Man, I miss the good old days when the only thing that you had to fear in Florida was gators, sharks, jellyfish, machete-wielding meth heads, and Puerto Rican women. And look at us now. But fuck. <laughs> First so of all, what? I feel like... I, though, hey, ever since Trump, I've been voting like a motherfucker this year. And we've actually seen a few local things change, but not enough. But, man, I'm out here voting horde, horde, because, you know, <sighs> one of the most disappointing things is like when uh, we voted to give inmates the right to vote, it got passed. And then they were just like, nah, nah. DeSantis is a motherfucker, bro. People think that he's not as bad as Trump because he's less rude and less just dumb you know what i mean like and less trump but he's a thousand times worse just for that reason even some democrats for some reason think that he's less threatening and he's not he's the guy that'll get the shit done he's the guy that's smart enough to complete and execute what trumpers started oh voting 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 i'll be honest i um I was born in 87, so I still vote. <laughs> do I think it actually does something? I feel like it might do something on a local level. But a lot of times, just like you said just now, like we voted for inmates to be able to uh, go ahead and actually be able to cast votes. Somebody comes in and all of a sudden those votes don't count. That happens so often. So it's like, I... Uh, Aaron's standpoint is going to be a little bit different. Um, but me personally, I'm not going to say, um, you know, 
don't vote. I, I, I will say that I still vote, but I, I'll be honest, a lot of times I don't really think it's doing very much. Like, ugh. It's so sad, but I'm being honest. I feel like it's not, it's truly not doing enough. And, you know, Aaron's like, yo, I don't vote, you know, like I feel you, but it's just like, I'm old and I'm stuck in my ways and it's hard not to, <laughs> like I'll, st because it's something that I was taught to do. But at the end of the day, when I hear people saying that voting doesn't mean shit, I understand a hundred percent where they're coming from because like you said, like you, we, we really voted for something to happen for uh, incarcerated peoples. And someone just came in and was like, oh no, that doesn't matter anymore. You don't think that happens all over? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very torn when it comes to the voting thing personally, um, because I know a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't count for shit. Like, uh, it hurts to yeah, say so, it out loud. But I don't know why. Girl, listen, when it comes to like, I'm not going to tell you not to vote. I'm not going to tell you to vote. I'm not going to get mad if, if you don't or if you do. I, all I can say is I feel for the people who do and don't. I feel for the people who just want to vote just so they can feel just a, just an inch of peace a little bit, even if they know deep down it's not going to do shit. It still makes them feel good, like in Sydney's case. You're, um, de you're describing me. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> now... now and then, um, and people like my case. By the way, me and Sydney are both leftists, and when we say leftists, we are not talking about Democrat or liberal. We're talking about like socialists, communists, like anti-establishment. The establishment we have now is not working. We know the two-party system is not made for black people. Like, girl, that's why we say I'm not, I'm not voting, and I don't, and I understand why people don't want to vote who are not, who do not want to be affiliated with this current system. Because it's not working, it's eradicated, and it need it needs to be eradicated. Because all they're gonna do is say, "Okay, vote blue." Okay, that's cute. Like I say all the time, Republicans spit in your face, Democrats spit in your food. Why do we want the spit? Period. Why do we want to keep voting for the lesser of the two white supremacists? And I also feel like the rhetoric that, "Oh, if you don't vote, you shouldn't have an opinion." I feel like it's really, really toxic. I don't agree with that rhetoric at all because there's a lot of people who are fed up and we actually have to give them some fucking validation. A lot of people who don't vote now are people who used to vote. There are people whose trust has been eroded away in the system. And you cannot tell those people that because you, uh, because you don't vote, you don't deserve to have a say. Because a lot of times we have seen through voter suppression and seen through just the way how shady government can be, that a lot of times that vote does not count. Let's be honest. Period. <sighs> anyway. More messages. So, oh, yeah, messages before we move on. You know, but that's just me. I'm just a voter. I vote on everything. America's Got Talent, American Idol, America's <laughs> Top Chef, American Gladiator. You know what I'm saying? American Ninja. I just be voting all day. Vote, did he vote, vote, vote. <laughs> Listen. And I also, but listen, I don't want to go ahead and shame anybody who wants to vote. I also just don't want any shame to go to people who have decided not to vote because it's like we are completely invalidating any of the reasoning behind it. And I just don't think that's fair. Right.
you're saying that your votes weren't counted or you feel like it's not counted. That's kind of what the uh, what the insurrections were saying on January 6th. And that's the reason they did all that is because, you know, they felt like they felt cheated. They felt like they their votes weren't counted. But now you're saying that you feel like you, your votes don't matter. So whose votes don't matter? And who I mean, who's being counted? And who's not like leftists are running the country right now. Everything that's happening right now is happening you know, from the left, so, I mean, their votes counted, apparently, and the right guys, their votes didn't count, so, I mean, only one person can say their votes aren't counted, and only one person lost, so it doesn't make sense for you to say that your votes aren't being counted. This is what I mean when I say, like, we need more education when it comes to the political spectrum. Leftist does not mean Democrat, leftist does not mean liberal, a leftist does not mean blue. A leftist is a socialist, and for the left, as in the current system that we have, we're not for it. We don't like it. That's what we mean. It doesn't mean that we're a Democrat. I just said that. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly clear with you, okay? So a lot of, when we say that a lot of times our vote doesn't count, um, your biological actually gave a perfect example of in Florida, it was voted that... Um, People who were incarcerated should be able to gain the right to vote. And John, and after it passed, John DeSantis got into office and struck it down. Do you understand the concept of your vote not counting now? Does that make more sense to you? Okay, thank you. Wilton. Sid, I need you, you to talk to these older cousins I got. Cause Lord have mercy. If they if they knew that uh, how y'all felt about voting, they probably have a fit. Just like with the, the uh, Christian stuff. Ooh, we should. Ugh, these southern old people or something else. Listen, they are stuck in their ways, and like I said, I'm not about to tell anybody not to vote. But what I'm saying is, when you see people who are completely fed up, and especially when you talk about the state of Florida, do you know John DeSantis actually passed a whole law saying that it was okay to shoot protesters? You, you don't think people voted going. against that? <laughs> no, I, bro, I'm saying, you don't think people voted against that? Like, I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly, that like, that's the thing, like, some people are just tired. Like, this, like, imagine, like, that's like me going to people... Like, what's seeing that now? We don't even have a middle class. I, this whole illusion that we have a middle class, uh, we don't. People, most people are one disaster away from being out on the street. So for you to constantly keep, so when people keep saying, oh, just keep voting, vote, 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 vote. And it's the same pattern and y'all fall for it every time. It's amazing to me. And also, I just want to put something else out there. Do you know how long that people have been submitting an anti-lynching bill? to be passed over a, almost a hundred years of them asking the Senate to say, just asking the government to say, guess what? This is a hate crime that only passed a year ago. Does that see the concept of your vote not counting? Do you see, do you, do you see what I'm saying? All, and, and what I'm saying is I will never tell anybody not to vote. Because you know, a hundred years later, I guess, you know, eventually it happened, <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, I'm not going to tell anybody not to vote ever, but what I'm saying is to go ahead and hate on people who have given up and have no trust in the system. The system hasn't given them anything they don't to have trust shit. in. 
on but the like, fucking I'm... street and you have the nerve to sit there and go to them and say, well, we're in this situation because of you as you're, as you're fucking homeless, living paycheck to paycheck, working two to three jobs, and you want to get mad at them for, not, for being like, fuck it. Why should I vote? I'm not doing anything. I'm still on the fucking street. That's what I'm saying. I'm not telling you not to vote. Vote if, if it makes you feel good, vote. But stop making people feel like shit when they are just fucking tired and realizing that the system will never work. Like, Jesus. Like, please do not be like, don't be obtuse. Like, oh, like, like, <laughs> like, I need people to understand that when people say that I throw my hands up and I give up, I, what I'm saying is I validate your feelings and I feel you. As a person who still votes, I'm still going to fight for the fact that they deserve validation. You don't think they tired? Stop it. Don't be, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. That's all I'm saying. Like, don't be dumb. <sighs> and have you noticed, like, now that the midterms are coming out, now all of a sudden these celebrities are coming out saying, hey, get your poor asses out to the polls and vote. Oh my girl, that's easier for your ass to say, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and listen, like I said, I'm never going to, like Stacey Abrams is here um, uh, running for um, an office in Georgia right now. And this is, this is something else I wanna talk about. I need, I need liberals and Democrats and people who vote blue to listen real close to what I'm about to say. I have never been a conservative, but this is one of the reasons why I'll never be a liberal either. Liberals are I would. If you're, like, we're left. If you're for so the 100%, establishment, they're you're considered conservative in my eyes. Still capitalist, uh, imperialist at least. But okay, go ahead. Sorry, continue. <laughs> you know, period though. No, honestly, period. Um, so Stacey Abrams, it was somebody that, you know, this, she's like prime example. I was like, oh my God, look at her. She got natural hair. She coming in, she making sense. She making white boys cry. This is gonna be great, you know? And then she votes for more money for the police after voting on a whole ACAB uh, um, platform. And? Money gets, and gets to and corrupts everyone. So I don't, even though I want her to win, I don't have any trust that she's actually going to be able to do anything because she's already shown me what she's going to do when she gets into office. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, this whole vote blue, no matter who, cause I will never, like, I, I'm not going to vote, um, Republican ever in my fucking life because they want to kill me cause they want to kill me outright. You feel me? Uh, the Democrats want to kill me in their house. They do. They they talk about killing me over kitchen tabletop. They you feel me in my face? In they're team. like, oh yeah, no. They're in, outside. They're like, oh my god, look at this rainbow flag. I put a black person on it. <laughs> but girl, we saw Nancy <laughs> Pelosi and mosquito face ass doing that. Nancy Pelosi is taking pictures with black people. Meanwhile, she's still <laughs> uh, dropping bombs and shit on black and brown countries. And Bruh, girl. I say she, <laughs> she love a photo op, okay? She love a photo op. Like like Detroit or white Detroit police officers. They love taking pictures with black children. But anyway. Girl, um, listen. Let me let me go ahead and sorry, sure. The reason we pulled you over today, not because you're a nigger, but we, we realized <laughs> that you're black and we wanted to take a picture with you and to make us not look like a piece of shit. Girl, I'm tired. <laughs> I see right through the bullshit. <laughs> 
I had to block all of those accounts on TikTok because I was just like, you're going to arrest that child in two more years. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we can go ahead and uh, move on. Uh, at least we can have extra topics for next week, child. I see it. Um, so the next one that we are going to talk about, I'm actually going to switch it around. I want to switch this to black men can be feminine too. Um, because... I feel like that's a really important topic. And especially since we have a half hour left, I, I feel like that's something I really want to talk about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, take it, but I just want to preface it with, with this. Yeah, so... Um... Black? Oh, oh sorry. sorry no, I just wanted to say, <laughs> no. No, um, I just wanted to preface it with this. Black, queer, feminine... Uh, masculine presenting people have been under attack for a really long time. I need us to stop pretending that this is just, oh, somebody's going to get made fun of and oh, point haha. No, femboys are dying in the streets right now. I want you to understand that the rhetoric that we are about to go ahead and tell you ends up in people's deaths. The same way that nigger can end up in a black person dying, the way that they leave around the F word, talking about effeminate gay boys like they ain't shit, trying to beat them up in the street. Like, this shit is ridiculous. It is violent. And this is why we have to hold black straight men accountable all the time. Because the because a lot of times when they're dying, it's at your fucking hands. Period. Go ahead. So, again, as we know, this is a black queer podcast. We have to keep reminding people that, um, yes, if you are not black or if you're not queer or whatever, and you still like to listen to our podcast, that's great. We love um, educating people of all demographics and stuff, but just remember where you're at. And like I said, there's a problem with homophobia in the black community. Me and Sydney have talked about this many times. Um, Lil Nas X dressed up as Ice Spice for Halloween. And the shade room doing what they do best, posted this on Instagram. The Shade Room has a history of homophobia because once again, they know who their audience is. Most of the Shade Room's followers are straight black people, especially straight black men. So they posted the pictures that Lil Nas X posted in his Halloween costume. He, he looked like a bad bitch to me, but of course, you see people in the comments saying that's disgusting and the gay agenda, and this is why we can't have our kids out here because they singing stuff like that, and y'all mad at Kanye, but y'all not mad at him. Well, y'all need to be mad at I'm like, this is this is really where we're at right now. Y'all have, there's a problem with homophobia, but there's also a problem with femphobia. What is the big deal if a black man is feminine? Because, bitch, I know straight black men who wear makeup. But y'all, I know y'all niggas ain't ready for that conversation either. The only thing that y'all have to bring to the table, straight black men, is your masculinity. But when it comes to homophobia, transphobia, colorism, misogyny, war, I can go on and on, ableism, y'all don't want to talk about these things. So I'm just sick of the double standard. Like, y'all love when we drag white people on this podcast, but then when we call y'all out, oh, y'all trying to tear us down. No, ma'am. On this podcast, everyone gets held accountable. Everyone. Hell, me and Sydney hold each other accountable. So once again, where I guess my question to you, Sydney, is where? What's the problem 
what do you think it's going to take for them to get over the phobia and the homophobia? Because we're still here, bitch. Black queer people aren't going anywhere, but for some reason, black people think that it's strictly a white thing or whatever the bullshit. We hear it all the fucking time. Where do you think we go from here? Is it going to go anywhere? Because I feel like at this point, black people are inherently homophobic, just like white people are inherently racist, because again, that shit stems from that. That's another conversation. But yeah, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, I guess the first thing is, is that because at least I, and I don't want to speak for Aaron, but I'm just going to say, I believe for me and Aaron, this is something that's not going to be an issue for us later on, only because of where we're going to choose to go, because we only want to go places where we are going to be celebrated. I'm not trying to break down barriers. I'm not trying to do any of that shit. Somebody else could do that. I'm okay. I want to go someplace where people are going to love the fact that I decided to join the fucking party, period. Um, but I feel like the only way it's going to go away on a mass level is we are going to have to understand the saying, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. We don't know African history. We don't know the history of African people before colonization. We talk about African sexuality. Please check out our Spotify so you can actually see the episodes that are labeled as we go uh, actually in depth into African history before colonization. So we can talk about the fact that it was a genderless society. In Nigeria, the language Yoruba is actually completely genderless. They don't have she and he. It doesn't translate that way. But that's because, and that actually is for a lot of indigenous cultures. A lot of them are not gendered. But a lot of the Western cultures are 100% gendered, like Spanish. <laughs> but anyway. Um, you know, they'd be real mad when I tell them that black people didn't have a gender and that the only reason we have a gender binary system today is from European. But girl, that's not, we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> but listen, for real, for real, for real. I feel like um, the only way that we're actually going to get anywhere is that I'm very glad for the very few far in between um, straight men, black straight men, who actually speak up on the topic and everything. But um, to be honest, the only way it's going to change is on if there's mass level education, which means systematically, you know how people are like so upset about CRT? This needs to be our brand of CRT that needs to be taught in schools. You know how when we go to history class, everybody always teaches us about the fucking Greeks? Everybody, how many times am I going to read the goddamn Odyssey? Whatever. But there's actual African history, African uh, mythologies, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that we should be learning from. We should know that Obatala or Abatala is a trans god of Africa, or that there are several Orishas that can, that had um, different genders. So I feel like the only way that we're ever going to get out of that is if we realize that being queer is inherently African. If we realize that there should be a pride in it, when we realize that trans people, non-binary people, gay people, that they were people who were revered, seriously. And they were people that were worshiped, they were venerated. But now for some reason, after colonization, they're on the bottom. Why do you think oh, they're on the bottom? Because they, can, because they actually have a power they, they can tap into that a lot of you can't and you're upset. You're pissed and you're upset. That's why whenever Aaron can go into a room, all of a sudden faces start turning up. Oh my goodness, I can't believe. You're upset they shine so fucking bright and you ain't got shit. 
That's Let me tell you something, girl. Like, me being non-binary is probably, like, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Because, again, we're talking about our roots. And I've known that I didn't subscribe to gender for a long time. But the fact that my existence has control over people's emotions lets me know everything that I need to know. I'm in the street. I look like a bad bitch. Or I can be a real <laughs> nigga. I could switch it up on you hoes in the blink of an eye. And it has these niggas shook and they're mad about it because they wish they could tune into that part of themselves. I've had niggas say, damn, you look real good. Like, hell, I could even argue that my body is non-binary. Sometimes I could, sometimes I could look like a buff-ass nigga or I could have like a Coca-Cola-shaped-ass body and look like a bad bitch. I can pull it all. I can <laughs> do it all. And it really has motherfuckers <laughs> shook. I have power over people's emotions and I don't have to do anything. So for you to it's, say that being queer is a white thing, black people, because a lot of them think that it is, you are, I'm sorry, you're not right. Like, that's wrong. Like, black queer people, black trans people have always been here since the beginning of time. Homophobia and transphobia came from white supremacy because they saw yep. the power in the multiplicity of blackness. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. y'all are taking that shit and putting it on us. And we're not the only culture they've done it to. They've done it to indigenous people. They've done it to Native Americans. They've done it to so many cultures that actually have never subscribed to gender, ever. But you decided to taint them to the point where in Nigeria, if you're gay today, even though they don't have a genderless language, if they find out that you are gay today, they will stone you in the fucking street. White supremacy is a poison. And we have to admit that we've been poisoned. That's the only way we'll learn to get out of it. That's the only way we'll get better is if we realize that we have been injected by white supremacy and therefore we have been treating our own brethren like fucking pieces of shit like they're less than. So that's the, yeah, there's no way. There's no possible way. I feel sorry for you hoes because I'm gonna go where I'm celebrated. I'm gonna go where I'm going to feel good about myself every day, where I'm gonna see black and brown queer folks all around me all the time. And if you think it's not possible, you've drank the Kool-Aid of America, baby. That's all. Girl, listen, I always tell people like, I don't think anyone on this earth knows what it's like to be black and queer, let alone like myself, be black, queer and non-binary, the shit that we Mm -hmm. go through. And we do not have a safe space. They love to say that we're black first. They love to say that we're queer first. Black queer people are on the same fucking level because we do not have a safe space. We can't go to the black community because they think that we're a threat to the nuclear black family and all this other dumbass shit and emasculating the black man. We can't go to the LGBT community because as a mainstream, the LGBT community is whitewashed. (laughs) Let's be honest. Exactly. And this is why I'm not going to fight to be in your space. I'm not going to fight to go to your pride. I'm not going to fight to go ahead and get a voice somewhere. I'm going to go where I know I will be happy and celebrated and where I can celebrate my brethren. Period. That's just what it is. Um, If y'all want to stay here and fight for this, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm just saying you're not going to get my help physically. You feel me? Like you may, I, I will support you from afar. And it's funny because these same black men who were in these comments um, being homophobic to Lil Nas X and saying all these disgusting things will be the same straight black men who want us to stand behind them in solidarity when something happens to them by the police. But I guarantee you, mm-hmm. once again, when things happen to black trans women and black gay people, y'all don't give a fuck about us. So once nope. again, the energy is not reciprocated. Like I've said before, and it pissed a lot of you niggas off. 
if Omar Aubrey or Trayvon Martin or George Floyd was gay and feminine, black men, would y'all keep that same energy? No, you wouldn't. Be honest. And that is the deeper conversation that y'all are not ready to have. Because you failed. No, most of you niggas don't even know what intersectionality means. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it to the day I die. We said intersectionality one time and somebody came on and said, look at you coming up with a new sexuality. I was like, oh, no, nigga, hooked on phonics can work for you, too. No, that's not what I said. <sighs> so... Before I go ahead and like wrap up the whole um, conversation and we can um, talk about propaganda, I think we'll maybe have some time. Before I do that, I feel like, I feel like I really need to say that right now is the time that you gotta do something radical. Black queer people, I know you are just trying to pay your bills. You're just trying to pay your bills and you're trying to survive. But I'm telling you, there's a better way to live. You don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to go ahead and be on a chokehold of this capitalist society. You don't have to do it. They are convincing you that you need to stay here and take their disrespect. And you don't have to. Yeah, like you said, look up black expats. Look up black um, expats. To be honest, black queer people existence is radical. So you might as well do the whole thing. Do the do the damn thing. <laughs> Why only go part way? Okay. Like, like, let's just go all the way to the nth degree. Because first of all, we deserve it. Yo, there are some of us when we go out to work, we take two days off and we feel guilty. That's capitalism talking. When you decide to take a day of rest and you tell yourself that you're lazy, that is capitalism talking. You don't got to drink this Kool-Aid no more. I promise you, you don't. And it's hard to decolonize the mind. It's hard to think in a completely different way. I'm not going to pretend it's not. But uh, when you finally find that out, when I say how much that's going to do for your mental health, because just me and Aaron planning to get out of the country, I can actually make it to the next day. Straight up. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, it, it, it. I already feel the weight off my chest. Yeah, and I don't give a damn. People, oh, well, you can't be doing that because I'm like, girl, once again, American propaganda has a chokehold on y'all. Y'all are scared. And, and if, since it's scary to y'all, y'all want to say it's radical. Again, black queer people existing is radical enough to y'all, so we might as well do the damn thing. Just like being inherently, just like being black is inherently queer, but that's, we already talked about that. If y'all want to listen to that, it's in the previous episode. Seriously. <laughs> And, and there's a lot of black queer people who are moving to Mexico. There's a lot of black people who move into Costa Rica. I know there's black people who is moving to Iceland. They've decided, guess what? I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this with you hoes. And I understand that it's not like super easy to go ahead and like, because when people move to Mexico, I see the comments. Oh, you're moving to gangland. You're going to end up in a box. What about the cartel? Nigga, I'm not in the cartel. What you talking about? <laughs> and then the, because they don't want to actually read, they wouldn't realize that Merida, Mexico has actually been rated the second safest place in North America, right under Quebec, Canada. Just 
little Googling for that ass, you know, but, in case anybody wants to do that. don't you want to stay in America where all the mass shootings are happening every single day? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Straight. You don't want to stay I'm in a- America with all the, the, the men, the white Christian men shooting up the churches and the movie theaters. You know what? I you know what? When I like to grocery shop, I don't like to come out with extra lead that I didn't go in with. So I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm gonna just well, you know, you're I'm being radical, no. and you need to stop. So hey, listen, <laughs> tell me to stop when I get there. All right. <laughs> Let's see if we have any messages. You know, after all this political talk, I think what we really need is a musical interlude. <laughs> Always and forever. Hey. The moments with you. What? Just like a dream to me. Hey. That somehow came true. Hey. And I know tomorrow. I was about to, you better catch the next lyric. Will still be the same. <laughs> Cause we've got that kind of love that won't ever change every day. Love me your own special way, turning my heart always with a smile. With a smile. (laughs) You have a nice voice. Uh, you, you have a nice voice, biological father. Okay. All right. <laughs> I appreciate Next message from J-Mac. Don't forget Canada up here. You're welcome up here. We have health care. <laughs> you do have health care. Listen, the only reason that we're not coming to Canada, J-Mac, because I feel like I could talk to you now. The reason, the only reason that we're not going to Canada is because it's so expensive. Like, like, and, and even the cold, I live in Colorado, right? And it's probably ancient to, to like Canada cold, but still I have the false sense that I could do it. Right. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like it's like, I was trying to move to Toronto cause I was trying to move to an area where I would see like a lot of, a lot of cultures mixing kind of what I'm used to in Miami and Toronto seems like a, a melting pot. And then I saw y'all's rent. Oh no, baby! <laughs> I can't. I can't move to be even more broke. That and listen, there's still the healthcare, and there's still like the free, um, uh, the free education. Which part of me just wants to be a citizen just for that? Because I don't know. There's a, maybe I'm just Jamaican. Like I want to go back to school. I'd love to tell go back them to the rent you know, in Mexico and how much it is, and what they don't even look for shit. Listen, listen. I found a three-bedroom, two-bathroom condo to purchase in Canada for $6,250. Wow. That condo would be mine. Like, I own a condo in Mexico after I give $6,250. And by the way, they don't do credit checks. You, you listen. Let me stop. You know what? Let me stop because in Mexico, I, I can't have y'all. They don't do background checks. They don't check your credit score. They don't check your credit no. history. Long as you have the money, you're <laughs> they good. They do a criminal and you can background get a check. Fucking apart. You can pay rent for like 
$500 and it looks nice as fuck as if like if it was in America it would be like $3,000 because that's how beautiful the place is go I found a house because my mom was looking because I was she was just like is this possible it was a five bedroom four bathroom condo with two pools gated in a by the way and it's in like a, a, it's in a gated like community and to buy the whole house was fifty thousand dollars bitch if that was in the fucking america you already know what time it would be but listen everybody's saying i'm gonna go down there and get killed listen i'll see you later well bitch at least i won't have to worry about getting shot in the walmart or movie theater or at a church from a, a, a master <laughs> bruh let me tell you something and again i feel like people need to understand that it's like I'm just so sick of living from paycheck to paycheck. I am so sick of just making it. I don't want to do that anymore. And if you want to sit here and struggle and try to make it in the U.S. while you could possibly get killed in a grocery store, do <laughs> you. That is not going to be my life. This is funny I when you think you about not. it. And it's funny because this is how strong capitalism works. Like it's designed to make the working class people go against each other and say things like, oh, you're stupid. If you're trying to move out the country, you need to stay where you're being uh, hella oppressed. What's wrong with you? you that's the, they, they, It will come up with anything to make you feel guilty. That's how capitalism works, girl. <laughs> Be oppressed with me. It's, I mean, it's not fun, but at least we do it together. Like, stay no. in debt and live paycheck to paycheck and <laughs> keep voting for people who don't give a fuck about you unless you're an elite. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm good. Oh, uh, J-Mac. Yeah, um, it is uh, It is more expensive up here for rent, food and gas and phone bills and whatnot too. Um, but, you know, the payoff, I mean, absolutely. It's There's always a payoff and a disadvantage, right? Uh, safety True. <laughs> is a big one. I like, um, you know, I can, I know my kid's going to school and he's not going to get shot up for, you know, the most part. Uh, but you're right. I mean, yeah, we have our own things that we could uh, deal with. It is a little bit more expensive up here, but a lot of things are taken care of, so that's always a plus. And Toronto, yes, Toronto is very diverse. I'm I'm over in oh God. I'm in like Texas of Canada, over in Alberta. No, no, uh, not not a ton of diverse. I mean, it's it's getting better, but it's not quite there yet. Um, or you go out to Vancouver, over the West Coast. My brother and his husband moved out there, and it's just. Again, way more diverse than kind of central. But yeah, Toronto is really, really great for that too. So good choice. Listen, I think that, like I said, I would love to be able to partake in the free education and healthcare. So you still may see me. Um, so, But um, at the end of the day, it's like the reason why I'm leaving is obviously because of safety. That's a big part, which Canada does have. But because it's so expensive and it's like... I'm just so sick of having the foot of finances on my neck. I'm I'm so done with it. Like I'm so done. But yes, no, listen, I don't listen. Canada was first choice until we started expanding our viewpoint. That's all. Uh always learning. Why Mexico though? I grew up in like in a Mexican household, Mexican community, and they are so fucking racist against black people. It does not make fucking sense. But when I was a kid, my mother told me, 
don't bring home a black girl. Even George Lopez makes fun of this shit. If you bring home a black girl, you know, you might as well kill me right now. Like, what the fuck is this, you know? But it's weird that you want to go to Mexico. That place is, I think it's worse than, than the Mexican communities I live in. Because that's like where it came from. But I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it turns out good for you guys. Oh yeah, no. Listen, we, I've at least me personally, I've been doing my research for about the last two years, and it was one of the reasons that I was uh, decided to um, uh, go to Mexico is because. First of all, they are very pro-gay. In Merida, in Playa, de Mar uh, in Playa de Carmen, they're very pro-black. There's a huge amount of uh, black expats that already live in that community. So when we would move, we'd already be connected with other black queer people who have decided to leave the U.S. and are doing the same exact thing that we are. And honestly, I feel like everybody should just go ahead and look up black expats in Mexico, like on TikTok. Just, just scroll. I invite you to just scroll um, because I'm about to go get me a three bedroom, two bathroom for $500. Okay. Right. Like, or that if I decide I want that's to. That's still unbelievable. Bro. Like that shit Bro. here in this fucking country. And then when we say things right. like that, oh, it's fucking radical. It's radical because I want to live. It's radical because I want to survive. It's it's so true though. It's and they make us so scared to step out. And it's so funny every time my um because I because I live in Colorado, so there's a huge Mexican population here. Anytime I mention moving to Mexico to them, the first thing question they ask is where at, which city, <laughs> and then I say Merida or Playa del Carmen. And they're like, oh, that's so nice for you. Good for you, girl. And I'm just like, I know I'm making the right decision. Um, but absolutely. Uh, vibes. This uh, Mexico information at, at, and you, you know, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, vibes. You want you want to come, nigga? Cause we try. Listen, I when I say that I'm looking at houses that are, or condos to purchase, I could go out there and pay five hundred dollars a month and save up to go purchase something for seven thousand dollars. Wow. And it would be mine. And by the way, this condo is in a building that has 24-hour security, two gyms, three pools, five minutes from the beach. I'm just like, you know what? Keep on Did telling you them that you all gonna die. That shit make it would more be in this fucking country. Right. I can't stress that enough. It's funny how this shit works, right. right? Because again, capitalism is a bitch, and we know like people love to say, well, if you hate this country so much, why don't you get out? And then when we try to get out. Why are you complaining? You're being too radical. Don't leave. So it's like, bitch, which one is it? <laughs> no, like for real though. And we're going to go back to the, you, listen, you always telling Mexicans to go back to Mexico. What do you care if we go with them? What's your problem? <laughs> what's, the, what's, what's the issue? I don't understand. Uh, J-Mac. Yeah, I understand what you're saying to, to, um, God, my mom's American, so and I've been all over the states. I love traveling, but and I mean this with zero disrespect for the country, but you couldn't pay me to live there. I, it's just, it's just too crazy. It's way too crazy. Uh, maybe you know, nerdy vanilla Canadian uh, up here, but no offense, just, it's too wild for me. Um, and just the fear of, like you said, being shot up all the time, or you know. If I lost my job and then needed healthcare, what you know, what the hell would I do? I just all of that kind of wigs me out, right? So, 
totally understand. I hope you guys find a way to find what you're looking for. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever place that may be. Uh-huh. Listen, I, we are definitely going to find what we're looking for. And we really thank you guys for, you know, being supportive. And I, and listen, I feel like we're 100% going to get there. Like the lack of safety that we have in this country, Americans will tell us if we go to Mexico, we're going to die. Um, if I go to a theater, I could die. If I go to a grocery store, I could die. If I go to Walmart, I could die. If I go to Piggly Wiggly, I could die. I'm sleeping in my own bed. <laughs> it's, do, 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 do you see do you see L- listen you're not about to convince me of shit and at this point i'm just like oh yes you know what the cartel don't come is gonna get us uh don't come it's a bad idea uh because you, you y'all bitches gonna make it too expensive oh and also something else because i've seen this on certain pages because people like to be salty they say oh the colonized is going to become the colonizer and to you dusty bitches whose pussy tastes like house keys, I need you to listen to me very closely. Very closely. If I, am, if I was to colonize a place, that means I purchase a property and I make it too expensive for the people who are born there to live in. That's how you colonize a property. That's how you gentrify a place. Me going out there to be like, nigga, I want to be just like you. Where the fruit man at? I'm also going to purchase from the fruit man. That is okay. not colonizing, bitch. Stop it. Sorry, I have to say that. Continue. Girl, this is mad, mad jealous. Bruh. <laughs> and as well, too, I actually had some friends, a couple different groups of friends up here um, moved down there, and I see the pictures. They, they got out of the corporate jobs. They were tired of it even up here. And I see the pictures of them down there, and they love it in Mexico. Like, I don't see... I mean, you know, it's a much simpler life, but... They love it, the peace of mind. So it's got my curiosity too. And I'm down with a simpler life. Do you think that also scares people to not have some of the luxuries? Like, I don't expect to go to Mexico and be like, I'm going to order on Amazon and it's going to come in three days. Like, I don't, I don't expect that to happen. If it does happen, awesome. But I don't expect, like, I expect to live like the people who live there are living. And they're living well. You just don't see them because <laughs> they don't want to put them in the news because the propaganda is just what they decide to come out with instead. Just being real. They're like, "Ooh, well, Chapo," you know. They're gonna. They're gonna... No, this is mind blowing. Like Americans will sit here and say, "Like, oh well, why don't you just move out the country?" And then when we try to move out, oh, what? y'all being too radical. Y'all just want to hand out. And you need to work for the things that you... So it's like, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Y'all don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I just... No, for real. And I just want to make sure that if we ever do... When we do go out there, if you see any, like... uh, As Black queer people, if we see other Black queer people trying to move the way capitalists are moving, we have to be the ones to be like, no, not here, baby. We're not trying to make back home over here. I'm sorry, you don't get to go ahead and buy this property and make it so that people who already live here can't stay the way they do in Hawaii, the way they're doing in Puerto Rico. No, that's not us and that's not what the fuck we're going to do. Even if I was to buy a property, let's say I was to have enough money to go ahead and buy uh, two condos. I bought one to live in and one to Airbnb. 
let's just say that's what I decided to do. If I'm renting it to Americans, I'm going to give you a comparable price. If I'm renting it to people and natives who already live there, I'm not charging them as much, period. I'm sorry. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, you're supposed to, when you go into a place, you're supposed to make it comfortable for the people who already live there. That's that's how you do that. <laughs> like, weird. Pussies that taste like house keys. I full on belly laughed, like, out loud. That, that was just, <laughs> that was great. Sorry, but yes, I need, I need people to understand that I don't want like a lot of the ignorance that people want to go ahead and and throw at people who are trying to get out of the U.S. is really not going to be tolerated. Like and also Mexicans actually want uh, people who live there want us to come out there because we're coming out there. First of all, niggas is grateful. <laughs> OK, let's put that out there because we're not paying as much as we're paying back home. And then secondly, we're giving them money. Like we like they're making money off of us and that's going to boost their economy. Tell me what's wrong. But anyway, that sounds like a pretty good game plan, man. Risk uh, living the rest of your days right on the ocean side, man. Sounds like paradise, to be honest. Uh, my parents are going to to their country as well. They're, they're building their house and they're getting the hell out of this country because the quality of life just sucks. But if you go to Mexico, yeah. like, ¿cómo está tu español? Like, can you speak Spanish or, or are you going to practice it or what's up? Okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited, okay? Oh so God, I went we ahead. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like, I'm so serious. Okay, so I was able to go ahead. I purchased this app for the year for like $44. I don't care if they got my money. They got it already. It's fine. Um, but I'm already 44 lessons in, okay? So I can't do that much. But I can now order hamburgers, only cheese hamburgers. I can order juice and water. Um, I can also cheese ask hamburgers. for the bathroom. Well, I mean, I we have to learn fruit and vegetables so that I don't get constipated. But yes, so far, so good. <laughs> I am. And I'm really excited to learn. Like, I honestly feel like it was really dumb that I didn't learn when I was in Florida anyway, because there was such a huge Latin population. So I already kind of knew certain things. But I was like, I mean, this is going to sound real stupid. I can read better Spanish than I can actually translate it if somebody's talking. It's so fucked up. I I feel bad because I'm gonna be like, can you write that down? Can you can you write that down so I can read it? I'm like, who is nombre? Okay, okay, I got it. Like, you feel me? Um, weak. It's so bad. I will say but, this. Um, it took me when I moved to this country from Jamaica. It took me a year to learn English. So I guess it'll take me a year to learn Spanish when I'm. <laughs> Bruh, I'm sorry, like, <laughs> even coming from Patois into English, sometimes English don't be really be making a whole lot of sense. It I'm just it's actually a your... stupid language. I was like, girl, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you got 14 words for synonyms. You got like, I don't, nah, you're not going to, cannot, you know what, let me stop. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on, uh, J-Mac. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a former... Well, I'm, you know, once an addict, always an addict, but it kind of reminds me your situation of, you know, when, when you, when you stop doing drugs or something or some stop your addict, the, the addicts come around and say, they tell you how, how much you're missing out or, you know, they want to bring you back in. It sounds like the same thing people are trying to tell you. It's the, the grass is still green over here. Don't listen to them. Do your own thing. Well, I mean, you don't need to tell you that, but yeah, good on you. No, damn right. Because that's really what it is. 
Um, a lot of people, once they see you starting to divest, once they see you starting to leave, once you see, they see you starting to live better and try and do better, it's like the crabs in the bucket mentality. Nah, man, sit here and be broke with me. Sit here and realize <laughs> that and just pay $2,400 for a two bedroom every single month. 4000 a month if you live in Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, you know what? I just want, I don't know if any Hawaiians are listening, but I'm so sorry for what America has done to you. That's so we really fucked, fucked up. them up. Well, that's what America does. I won't even visit Hawaii. I won't even visit Hawaii now. It's a country, but still, America just fucks up everything it touches. It was a whole country before we tried, before we took it by force. (laughs) So, yeah, before we colonized them. Before we colonized the girl. But listen, um, we can move on to propaganda. Okay, so we're going to move on to propaganda real quick. Um, <laughs> your, your face, you was like, okay, girl, I, mean, I was ready to go. I mean, listen, I, I wonder we can do this one last one before we go, but we're going to listen to this last message and then we're going to listen to a propaganda video. One of the very few times the Breakfast Club has on somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Always learning. Hey, Aaron, uh, question to you. Uh, how are you going to pronounce the... Like, cause you know, Spanish is a gender one. It's like Latino and Latina and Señor and Señora. So, like, as a non-binary, how how do you like challenge that? Or how do you how do you learn it? Um. Well, I'm going to suggest that we just go ahead and watch people who are already non-binary and all and or already um, use that language and figure out what they use and then use that. That's what I would think to that's do. That's what I was going to say because, too. Because yeah, I that's what I would think of them, I actually know some on TikTok who are from there and who are non-binary and use them. Yeah. Whatever. Listen, I don't know yet because I'm still learning. I don't know Girl, yet, listen, but I'm going to learn. I'm gonna it's a journey. It Girl, I'm going to do what I got to do to get my point across, period. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so we're going to play a, a video for you real quick. Uh, I'm actually not going to give it too much introduction. I want y'all to listen closely. I feel like this is so much good information, so just get ready to ingest. Fuck, I'm not ready yet, girl. You just threw it on me. Hold on. Keep talking. Oh, my bad. Listen. Okay. Well, shit. (laughs) I can't stand you sometimes. No, but... No, but um, the reason why I put up this particular video, um, fucking Breakfast Club never puts up anything of real substance. A lot of times it's just watching Charlemagne the God be like a misogynist and then, you know, you, the waffle color Negro in the corner just pretending to say something every so often and Angela Lee just agreeing with everybody. But sometimes they have a few gems every so often. Okay, I got it. Ooh, not my porn coming up. Hold on. Okay, now I got oh, it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was you doing for you? You know what? Let me add. No, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. Do what you have to do. It's cool. Okay, I don't give a fuck. Okay, here's the video. Sapping <laughs> before you get on here. I can't stand you. Girl, listen. Capitalism will have that. Have you doing? <laughs> like, I did. I told you I did see you on Trevor Noah. And so I'm aware of the work that you're doing. But I want to talk about that. And I know today we're talking about propaganda. So can you tell us what that is? Yeah, propaganda is the way that the police and a lot of the companies that profit off of the criminal punishment system in this country convince us to support policies that make us less safe. Mm. They make us scared. They make us afraid. 
and they use that to boost their own budgets and their own profits. And so propaganda is how the media is constantly getting us to focus on low-level things that poor people do mm -hmm. and have us ignore a lot of the things that are really dangerous that people in power and wealthy people do. Things like wage theft that costs $50 billion a year. It's five times all property crime combined. Now, what is wage theft for people who are listening and like, I don't know what that is? Wage theft is when your boss, your company, um, doesn't pay you what they're supposed to pay you. They're supposed to pay you a certain rate and they dock some of your hours. They don't let you take the right required breaks. They don't pay you for, for getting ready for work. They, they, they give you a paycheck that doesn't have all your hours on it. And that costs poor people in this country about $50 billion a year. Mm. That's what's that, what's that, we call it a white-collar crime, right? That's what we call white-collar crime. And, and you don't see that on the nightly news every night. You don't see all the illegal evictions. And you don't see the building code violations and the safety code violations, the workplace safety violations. You don't see the water mm. violations. People are tracking lead poisoning that, that kills children all over the country. There, there's, there's government agencies that track that, but not like the police. They don't issue public press releases. They don't have news conferences where they tell you which companies are poisoning your kids' water. And so as a result, a lot of people treat shoplifting from Walgreens more seriously than more urgently than they treat the things that are killing us. Like air pollution kills 100,000 people a year in this country, five times more than all homicide combined. Do you think it's because those things you can't really see? You feel them and you know the impact, but a murder, a robbery, no. uh rape a child abduction like you can see those things no it's just the deliberate way in which we sensationalize crime right because 80 percent of everything in our criminal system all of our criminal cases are misdemeanors traffic offenses are non-violent crime but you would have no idea if you look at what the media plays up as crime you would see oh robberies murder homicide in actuality if you're a public defender like me i've represented over a thousand people in new york city you're not getting those cases they're not a bunch of ro robbers and murderers and spicy cases just as crimes of poverty and that's the vast majority of who's in our criminal system but if you watch tv if you watch all these shows these sensationalize it you see a system that looks like it's everybody there you watch the shows you watch the flash they in jail they got a bunch of white people in jail you see uh they have all these different kinds of crimes and you think oh i have a system that reflects that then you get in any criminal courtroom and it's just me and you yeah. just all over the court and then the only people that look like the white people they show you in law and order and all these other different kinds of people that are prosecuting are there just as the police as the judges as the lawyers so i love the term you use you said uh crimes of poverty, because I feel like most criminal things you see in the hood are crimes of poverty. Exactly. Everything from drug dealing to robbery, everything is a crime of poverty. Exactly. I like I. Period. I I I'm so glad I was able to find that little nugget uh, that you would have to sift through on the Breakfast Club to get. But thankfully, I, I ran uh, through it on my FYP. But um, this was something that I was really really happy um, to hear that we were talking about. Um, because listen, even from when we leave the country, we're going to be dragging this shit, uh, while from over there too. Um, and one thing that we have continued to do in this country is defund education. We defund healthcare. We'll defund, uh, Medicare. We'll defund all kinds of things and put that money into the police. We'll put that money into wars, into just colonizing more places, basically. I feel like we don't realize that colonization is still happening right now. Like the whole thing that happened with Iraq, that was, that was just America. <laughs> colonizing and stealing. That's really all that was. And that's kind of what America has been doing, going into different countries and taking whatever resources that they can under the guise of help. Yep, and then disguising it as defense when they drop bombs on black and brown people.
Absolutely. We dropped uh, bombs on a couple of insurgents. Like, no, these niggas is in shirts and pants and sweaters and shit. You just dropped bombs on people. You want like, to drop bombs on them because you, you just could not fathom, fathom having a stable economy. And you also just, again, black and brown people. So why would you give a fuck in the first place? It doesn't matter to you because you just want the resources. That's it. It's the it's the truth. And I feel like, you know, I am I understand why a lot of people join the Marines, they join the army, and I have nothing against those people at all. Honestly, I don't. But I know so many ex-veterans, or well, I guess they never become exes, but veterans who have explained to me how, especially black veterans, has explained to me how fucked up it was to do what they had, what they were instructed to do over there. So I'm not gonna go ahead and put all the blame at the feet of the people. I'm putting blame at the feet of the system that causes low income people to have no choice but to join the army if they want an education. Come and risk your body so that you can possibly get a free education. There are people in other countries that just get free education. No, you have to almost die for it. What do you think that is? I, uh, uh. Oh my goodness. And I'm glad that they use would... um, the term crimes of poverty because, again, most of these things, that's literally what it is. Like I've said before, if the people on the street don't have any trash, and the tra- if the trash cans on the street are empty, what else do you expect the people who are living on the street, to, what else do you expect them to do? So it's when... like if you're homeless, you might as well be dead because you you may notice it's starting to be illegal to be homeless now. <laughs> or or well, or, or like they're putting spikes on benches just so you can't lay down. They will literally tell you you can't come in and use the bathroom, and then when you shit outside, they call the police on you. Like I feel like we have to understand how absolutely fucked up this system is that we live in, and how it's systematically made that way for you not to be able to make it. Because a lot of people who, because there is no middle class, we've said it a million times before, but a lot of people are two checks away from being homeless. And I don't care even if you make, uh, if you make $100,000 a year, that means that you have six months worth of paycheck before you can be homeless. I just got two weeks. I'm being real with you. (laughs) We like we we don't really got because you got more to upkeep, nigga. You got more to upkeep. So we're it's not gonna take long for us to meet our end. So instead of blaming the people who are committing these low level crimes, we are always looking at the uh, the action and never the symptom that caused the action to begin with, because that would cause us to have to go ahead and reach into our pockets and actually decide that maybe we don't need four hundred million dollars to go to the military. Maybe we should put more money in education. Maybe we should put more money into socialist programs so that people can get off their feet. Maybe all of those empty houses that are empty that could house all the homeless people, maybe we could do something about that. Period. Do the words right out my mouth, bitch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, what a good show. We had a good show tonight. Okay. Um, I want to let you guys know before we go ahead and uh, take off that uh, we're going to be doing some real big things. We're going to be trying to be coming out with way more uh, visual stuff for you guys. And please, please, please 
Um, go ahead and follow Aaron on TikTok. Let's grow their following. Um, also, add me on TikTok so that I could possibly go live right now. I got like 350 <laughs> followers. You're, no, okay. you're almost at 400. You're like at 381 or 390-something. Oh, Thank you, friend, you for checking consistent. up on me. You got to be consistent. Yeah, I'll be checking every day, girl. As soon as you get to 1,000, bitch, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, we're going to be doing... <laughs> oh, once that happens, we are going to be seeing a, sh a lot on um on live, a hundred percent. But it's okay. I can actually be patient. Sometimes when I see people be going live, I'm like, nigga, this is stressful. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for all of their comments. Oh my goodness, and for all of the engagement. Um, I, man, I don't know. Just remember, being queer is African. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. You got anything? Uh, nope. Uh, you can listen to all of our shit on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow me and Sydney on Instagram, which is in both of our bios. And you can follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And if you want to be extra generous and support the Earth is Ghetto podcast brand, you can cash out me and or Sid, which is in both of our bios as well. I think that's it. All right, bitches. This was so much fun. We gonna see you next week, though. All right, niggas and friends. Bye. Bye.